Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast and our summer series on hot takes where I am sharing some unexpected or maybe unpopular opinions. Now, I did a reel and TikTok about this topic a few months ago, and then I actually did a follow-up YouTube video because I had so many questions. So the reel was about reverse inclusion. Reverse inclusion is where you bring students from the gen ed classroom into the special ed classroom to give those inclusion opportunities. And this TikTok blew up with a million questions about this, and I'm going to address all of those questions in this podcast episode. So reverse inclusion is an option for students who are not able to have inclusion opportunities in the gen ed classroom. So for some students, their behavioral needs, medical needs, communication needs may not be the best fit right now for inclusion opportunities outside of the classroom. And they may feel more comfortable, more safe, more secure in their own room. I mean, this makes sense. They've got their own stuff. That's where they spend their time. That's where they're going to be the most successful. So for some of those students, reverse inclusion, where students from the gen ed room come into the special ed room, is a good option because you're still going to get some of those same benefits of inclusion of meaning opportunities for meaningful friendships, opportunities for peer modeling. And it's going to really mimic some kind of best buddy type programs where you have peer mentors. So that's why I really love it. And I think the most common feedback that I got, you know, on TikTok, TikTok and Instagram was, well, that's not the goal. The goal should be, you know, real, true inclusion. 
absolutely, I agree with you. The goal is real true inclusion. But for me, reverse inclusion is a good option for kids that could be entirely left out of any inclusion opportunities. This is also a great benchmark on the way towards more inclusive opportunities. So maybe once you're successful with reverse inclusion, then we could scaffold towards inclusion opportunities that are outside of the classroom. This is not the be-all, end-all. This is not the end stop. This is a stepping stone to get you along the way. And I think that was a little bit of the misunderstanding when I talked about this the first time. And that this is going to really give that inclusion opportunity for kids that typically may really not get that many inclusion opportunities because of where their needs are right now. So on a personal note, I used to do reverse inclusion in my classroom quite frequently. And again, we did it for students that really had higher needs, but I still wanted to give those same opportunities to. And it was so, so successful. We typically did it on a Friday afternoon with the same grade level peers. I would work with the teachers. They would front send a few kids over. And it was informal, casual, 20 to 30 minutes. We did some kind of fun activity. We would play board games. We did arts and crafts. Like we did a whole paper mache project that took a few weeks. All the arts and crafts were super age appropriate for junior high students because that's what I taught. Sometimes we did cooking or gardening or something a little bit more advanced, but we typically kept it simple. And it was honestly lovely. Like it really was. The students from the gen ed class loved coming to my class. There were real friendships that were starting to develop. There were kids that always wanted to be paired together. And I saw those friendships really carry out into the playground and the cafeteria where in the hallway they would wave to each other. And that was really my goal was to have those opportunities for those interactions that were meaningful, right? And that was why I really, really loved it because for the particular students that it was very beneficial for, those students would have really been unable or really uncomfortable doing inclusion that was outside of our class. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So it gave that opportunity for those students. And honestly, it was just as beneficial for the gen ed students. I mean, they loved coming. The teacher said they used to argue over whose turn it was. And it really created such a culture shift, particularly in this junior high level, which was the floor I was on, because there was a lot of unknowns about autism, about special ed, about what happened in this classroom. And it cleared up a lot of misconceptions. It took away like the mystique of like what happened happens in the self-contained room because they were now in that room and they were like, oh my God, this room is awesome and fun. And it brought really the floor and the junior high together in a way that I truly loved. So I want to address some of the other questions uh, that I received, you know, via DM or TikTok when I talked about this. So a lot of people were asking, this is illegal. You're changing the LRE. This is illegal. Now, first of all, the students from the gen ed setting are not receiving instructional minutes by me. So we are not touching their LRE. We are not changing their 
educational programming, instructional programming in any way, I am not giving them instructional minutes. They are, you know, coming for some type of break, basically. So as far as gen ed students entering the classroom and receiving instructional special ed minutes, they are not. I'm not giving them instructional minutes. Um, and then there are a lot of questions about confidentiality and FERPA and are, you know, you know, students are, gen ed students are now knowing the diagnoses of students. Absolutely not. There is no discussion of diagnosis. There is no discussion of medical needs. There is no discussion of what is on each child's IEP. It was just, hey, kids from room 502 are coming to room 516 today, right? And those students already know those kids are placed in that classroom. That's not breaking confidentiality or HIPAA or anything like that because those students are placed in that class, right? We're not discussing the diagnosis, but they know they're in that classroom. So it's really not changing anything like that. Um, and then the most common threads were, you know, the goal of being full inclusion. I think once you think of reverse inclusion as that stepping stone option, then that kind of clears that up. So I would love to know if you have uh, have done reverse inclusion or if this is something you've thought of doing. Um, we're going to be talking about this over on Instagram again. So head over there to join that conversation. And I'm going to put the link in our show notes to the YouTube video I did on this topic as well. But I think, again, this is a great option for students that might feel more secure, more comfortable with inclusion, with it done within your four walls and your setting. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.